Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Daniel and Greg, who are the owners of the Cowboy Cup here in Oklahoma. The Cowboy Cup is Oklahoma's premier cannabis championship and arts festival happening December 8th and 9th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This event has all of the connections in one place, whether you're a grower, processor, or an artist. We're super excited to chat with them today and get to know them better and everything that they are doing. So please welcome Daniel and Greg to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, guys. Hey guys, thanks What's for having us on? on. Yeah, thank you so much for taking time out of your days oh, to be pleasure. here with us. We're happy that we finally got to sit down with you guys and catch you busy people. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> yes. So before we dive into business, let's start from the very beginning. And could you each tell us where your cannabis journey began? Like, do you have like a first memory of cannabis or like coming into contact with that? You mean like the first time I smoked cannabis? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Bring yeah, us back. <laughs> memory lane. I mean, I... I think I was 16 years old first time I smoked cannabis, and we were just walking down a dirt road, me and my cousin, in deep south Arkansas. So hey. We just hit a couple pinch hits and went on down the road. Is that where you grew up in Arkansas? No. Oh, okay. We were just down there visiting, so. Yeah. Um, How'd you get it? Did your cousin have it? Yeah, they probably stole it from one of our dads, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I've been around it my whole life. You know, my parents smoked when I was a kid as well so okay um so it wasn't really a surprise whenever I started smoking really yeah it was just a matter of when yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) get the right time right yeah yeah Yeah. what about you Daniel um (coughs) mine's a little different Greg's Greg's family smokes weed matter of fact we smoke weed with pops quite a bit oh Greg senior um but uh my my family went to church and all that stuff um I was just I was a bit of a rebel. My my mom had MS and my dad worked a lot. And so I kind of had a lot of free time as long as mom was taken care of. Yeah. I was kind of running around with all my buddies in the neighborhood. We lived in this little in Parkview Estates in Stillwater. And so it was, you know, had the whole clan. It was a pretty, mm-hmm. you know, it was a kind of a uh, medium income, but kind of newer, newer housing uh, addition there in Stillwater. I still own that house, by the way. That's oh, cool. cool. Mom, mom and dad don't live there, but I still own That's it. That's so cool to still own it. That's yeah. huge. Aww. I just paid for a roof on it. I, anyway, I don't live there. I, I rent it out. But anyway, um, and so getting off the bus and, and there was a bunch of rowdy kids on the bus and we were all pretty rowdy and, uh, James Hinaha, we can say it now. Oh, God, I hope that guy's even still alive. He was crazy as shit. Uh, I remember he had a pinch hitter. You know, we were already smoking cigarettes because my dad smoked, and, and my neighbor was from Venezuela, um, and he had brought a bunch of cartons of cigarettes up with him from Venezuela, somehow smuggled them all in. And uh, so we, we were already smoking cigarettes, and so we went out one time and smoked a bunch of weed, and then 
of course we went out and a friend had found this old plant out in the, in the, you know, some old hemp plant out, you know, mm-hmm. and we tried smoking that. And of course you, then you find a drug dealer that we were, I remember paying $5. She could call this guy <clears throat> and I could say JC, nobody ever, our boy JC yeah. would come drive up in this, in this Chevy Nova thing that was barely running. And I mean, for five bucks, give you like, you know, it was, I'm guessing it was three or four grams, you know, really? some halfway what? decent Mexican shake. And he'd deliver it to us kids at 14 years old. You know, we page him. Dude, I'm telling you, we may have to wait 10 or 15 minutes, you know. Right? Yeah, We're quite a but bit that older. ain't no thing. We're older <laughs> you guys. We may have to wait an hour, you know, but sure as shit, I mean, like clockwork, that guy would show up. He'd get in his car. He'd, you know, he'd give you a little bit of weed. You'd give him five bucks. He'd drive around the block, drop you off, and off we went. You wow. know, and so... We had that hookup for a long time until, you know, we all got old enough to get our own hookups. Right. But, yeah, man, we had a pretty sweet hookup what as kids. affordable hookup as a kid. I'm saying. Bro, five bucks. Like, I mean, you can get change and gather five bucks in <laughs> quarters. A couple, couple like, days. Five bucks back in, you know, 1996 or 95. Yeah. It's a little more. but Goes a long yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, go, went a little further back then. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, picking seeds out of it. I mean, we smoked we smoked Reggie yeah. or whatever, until, which didn't even call it Reggie. We call it weed. Uh, Mexican, Mexican red hair, you know, uh, got up until I'm guessing 2000, it was 2000s before 2004, maybe before it really started hitting. I remember having some in college. So that would have been like right at early 2000, you know, but we were, the guy was selling uh, bags of kind bud, right. Is what we called it. Mm, Yeah. And it was, it was $125 a quarter and the, the one gram bag. That, that weighed one of the grams of the seven grams. And that was part of the deal. Like, that's how he got his cut or some bullshit. So we were paying basically $125 <laughs> for six grams of kind. Oh, my gosh, what? Yeah. Oh, wow. Growers would die to have that stuff back because it was amazing. That's and what and I hear from, like, the older old crowd. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we... fluffy. Yeah, we've heard that from, like, someone else we had on the podcast, like, back in the day. And we were like, kind bud? Like, are you just saying kind? Or was it, like, really good bud that was yeah. around? That's just what people called... Yeah. yeah, Kind Bud was really, you know, what we would call mids, I guess now. Okay. But Kind Bud was just a differentiation from swag. Right? Okay. It's okay. what we think of as the word weed now mm-hmm. versus yeah. swag. Keyword. Well, we had yeah. Mexican red hair. Yeah. <laughs> so we all ebb That's and flow. swag, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> swag. I like yeah. to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So we all ebb and flow with our cannabis consumption. What's your go-to way to consume cannabis? And you got, do you guys like use it throughout the day? Do you have like a remedy for it or like a ritual, anything like that? I smoke from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. Okay. Um, What's your preferred? Joints, joints blunts. What are you rolling in the morning? Like when you first wake up, if you, if you drink coffee or whatever, like what are you, are you going straight to your weed? Usually it's a blunt. I mean, that's my, and I've been kind of leaning away from blunts a a lot more lately and smoking joints. Yeah. I I haven't even bought any sticks in. That's good. A week. Good job. You know, giving that balance. It's hard. I feel like we have a lot of friends who we often have this conversation. It's like they're laying off the backwoods for a little bit or they're incorporating more joints yeah. than backwoods yeah. into their life because they feel like they're coughing hard. hard. Right. <laughs> it's real shit. Relatable. Yeah, I, give, I give him hell. I hear him in the office coughing. I'm like, that's going to kill you. I know. He's like, fucking I know. <laughs> you don't think I know that? In my mind, I'm like, uh, the cannabis uh, helps, you know, like the cannabis is healing me, so it yeah. helps balance me out. Exactly. So I'm back at neutral. It's got cancer curing properties. We all know it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you, Dan? Um, I smoke joints uh, almost exclusively. Um, I'll smoke a little bit of rosin or so every okay. once in a while. Um, yeah, dab every once in a while. 
Yeah, yep. and so we're kind of in a, I really like um, live heads. It's kind of one of those yeah. beautiful things that I get that you really can't even hardly get on the market yes. because they're, you know, the, it's, it's so hard to to store. But, you know, of course, the competition, we get we get uh, Cicada and some of those guys yeah. coming in and, and doing their live heads. And so I keep some in the refrigerator, and I like putting that on the joint every Such now and then. Such a treat. Again. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really, and, I, and I mean, like, maybe once or twice a month. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, I think uh, Wade was in the Wade was in the office the other day and was and was dabbing with a nectar collector, and I went over there and hit one. You know, he's over yeah. there trying them all. <laughs> just diamonds, yeah, and joints from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. Yeah, it yeah. just helps you throughout your day. Yeah, right? dude, and, and yeah. We, we're in a special place, right? We get to our office is the Cowboy Cup, yeah. <laughs> and right. so, so cool. So we get to smoke and try all these different strains all the time, um, you know, and it's it's fun. That's a fun job to have. And, uh, somebody's got to do it, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you guys didn't have, like, any worries or responsibilities at all for a day, okay, and that might be hard to imagine, but, like, where would you be and what would you be doing? Like, paint that picture. It doesn't even have to be in Oklahoma. It could be any somewhere crazy, like, whatever. Oh, um, Realistically, I'd probably just be playing disc golf somewhere. I, I knew you were going to say, I knew you were gonna gonna say that. I just didn't want to answer it yeah. for you. Oh, you're explaining disc well, golf. If I had one really day to nice. do something, I'd love to go get some Pepe's tacos. Oh, man. Yeah, we got Pepe's. a chance. Yeah, I took everybody to. That's my. That's me, too. And so I took everybody, uh, or a lot of the guys, to Puerto Vallarta, which is I, I just one of my home away from homes. So I love PV. Love and, go back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Pepe's taco, and they have these El Pastor tacos. So they've got this guy on the street that and this is where i'd be too so i'd be at pepe's and they got a guy on the street and they've got you know when they do the euros and it's got the spinning rotisserie mm-hmm. thing and they're slicing it off we've been to a bunch of them in the states <clears throat> that do have that rotisserie but these guys i mean i don't know i don't know how they do it but they end up with that super crispy skin like they do on the euros and stuff yeah. and they got the pineapple and they they put a couple of pieces of charcoal to make it smoke and i mean these tacos are just mm, heaven and wow. it's you know it's 90 degrees outside 80 mm. 88 degrees outside humid as hell sweating, no air conditioning, right? With the hottest salsa known, known to man. <laughs> There's two salsas that look identical. It's the mild, super mild and the super hot one. And you get two beers into it and you can't tell the difference. Oh, right? wow. Kind of, and it's like, they even smell different. You know, yeah. <laughs> but man, sitting in there with a nice, but the nice ice cold Corona. Open you know, air and yeah. smoky. Mm. You know, yep. it's That's just like ideal, right? Yeah. You could like it's just phenomenal. snap your fingers and like put your place, put yeah. you in like a in different that place. place. That's where I'd yeah. be right now, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So how has been a, how has cannabis been an ally for the both of you throughout your life, and what do you personally use it for? It's you know for me it's smoking as long as I have and, and being as old as I have you know the kids growing up now you're kind of learning there's more there's a lot more education about it now right so you're kind of going into it with this idea of oh maybe this could help me with this or maybe this could help me with that um, this helped me hang out with my buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were smoking mm-hmm. weed. It helped me make friends, you mm-hmm. know, at the time. Um, I'm super ADD, and uh, I call it ADDAF, um, <laughs> ADHDAF. And, I, you know, I think, it, you know, looking back on it, I'm sure I've been self-medicating, um, you know, self-medica- self-medicating that ADHD to some point. You know, yeah. it kind of calms me down and, and, and helps me get throughout the day. But, I mean, I, I think I could get the, through the day without it. Yeah. You know, my mind just... I don't know if it's ADD or whatever, it's what they say, but my mind just spins a lot and right. it's just, it's not spinning like I'm confused. It's just hitting all the little things that I've got to think about all the time, you know, and, and my mind's really pretty active. Um, but I, I don't know, man, I like the weed, the way it makes me feel. Yeah. And, uh, it hasn't really been that for Takes me. It's not therapeutic. Off. I don't have a whole lot of joint pain and stuff. So for me, it's just kind of one of those things, dude, it's, it's a lot more, 
uh, social than it is. Yeah, yeah. which is totally oh, fine and can be that way. Yeah. yeah. I like the way it tastes, you know. Yeah, as you should. There's so much goodness to <laughs> like it all. Being, I like being stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so do we. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a good place to be, you it know. And I, and I guess I made the decision a long time ago, and I guess you could argue addiction, and you could argue a bunch of stuff, yeah. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't much argue with you, but I like being stoned all day, man. Yeah. Yep. So, different. What about you, Greg? We're kind, kind of the same thing. I mean, I've been smoking for a long time, so before we were all educated about what we were, what we were, you know, trying to medicate and things like that, it was more just getting stoned and, yeah. you know, and and gaining benefits from it. You know, not even knowing that you were gaining those benefits that it was helping this right. Than it was being so young um, too. Yeah. But kind of the same thing. I, I mean, you know, I, as you can see, like my foot doesn't stop shaking. I think. I mean, I. I hyper I've mm-hmm. always got and so mm-hmm. it kind of helps to keep me grounded as well and, yeah and I have broke my ankle a bunch in my life and <laughs> have arthritis in my ankle and things so I'm, I'm sure it helps me with uh with that as well yeah, yeah. so do you guys we re- like smoking weed but I like smoking <laughs> that's okay weed. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys remember the last time you went without smoking I do. no when was the last time well I went to my daughter went to um the world's cheer competition this year at Disney World, and uh, my son and I went down there with her. Or, mm-hmm. You know, we didn't go with her; she was on with her team, and we were on our own just to go watch and things. But I didn't take anything with me to Florida. I just went down there, hung out with my son, and we were there for four days. Came back home, dropped him off, went and smoked a blunt. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take any like edibles nope. or anything? No, Nothing. I went four wow. days. Uh, I mean. Four days without anything. I couldn't. Do, I brought my <laughs> my vape, and well, I was I was still vaping nicotine at the time. And um, I brought my vape, and my son had never seen me vape. And I said, "I'm not gonna be able to go four days without nicotine." But yeah. I didn't bring any weed, and I knew it wasn't even gonna mm-hmm. be a problem to go four days without weed. So did yeah. you, did your body feel any sort of anything? No. no um, I, I I don't know if I should if I could correlate it or not, but um, I didn't have near the appetite. We'd go eat, I'd be hungry, yeah, and mm-hmm. we'd sit down and I eat about half mm. of half of my meal, and then I'd be full. I, you know, it's like, hey, I'm I'm not hungry anymore. And Devin was like, my son Devin, yeah, he's like, what's wrong, man? You know, you're not, you're not <laughs> eating here, what you eating? And it didn't correlate. I think you said something when I got back about well, you didn't smoke weed the whole time we were there, and no wonder you weren't hungry. You know, yeah, you were like, huh? Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Because I live Checks on out. I live on the munchies. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not like a fat guy or anything. No. <laughs> so I play a lot of disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> you there and you disc go. golf. There disc you golf go. is it? <laughs> disc golf is life. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of walking. So in your own words, will you guys tell us, like, who you are and what you guys do? Like, what is your jobs entail, I guess? Just at Cowboy Cup? In general. In general. Who are you? What do you do? With that, too. Yeah, man. So um, go ahead, Greg. (laughs) I I always, I mean, number one, I'm I'm a dad. I mean, that's my number one job to make sure my kids are raised right and, and, you know, are productive and responsible and when they hit the real world which they're real close to um can make good decisions and right. does a great job he's a great dad yeah. i bet so uh, that's number one to me um when it comes to anything else in life I, I don't focus on anything but my kids and my work really you know and fam- i mean my family I, I spend a lot of time with my dad and my brother comes around and we hang out a lot and that's you good. know i've got another group of friends that is on that aspect of my life that are more of that part of the family and then you know i've got these guys here that are you know family over here on this side as well yeah so, so um yeah that you know just uh being a good you know 
being a good dad, number one. And then you get to the Cowboy Cup, and I, uh, I'm the event coordinator. I do the sales and pretty much whatever I'm asked to do and and try to keep things rolling the best we can. So Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> and so I'm, I don't have any kids. Um, I grew up doing construction, and so started out in masonry in high school. Went to went to Votech for masonry. Um, one of my uh, Sunday school teachers at the time, uh, Brett Pickens, was or earlier in life was was the teacher, and so it was kind of an easy transition. I was, you know, I'm pretty like I said ADHD, and I was pretty rambunctious in school. Um, I've always been really good at math and stuff like I've been good at stuff that you know, that interests me. And then the stuff that doesn't interest me, literature and all that other stuff, which funny, I'm kind of getting more into it now, but, um, you know, stuff that didn't interest me, I just didn't give a shit. I mean, yeah. I just, I had A's and B's over here and English was a D or I was just barely, you know, barely yes, passing all I understand the time. that. And so it was, Botech for me was a way to get away and do masonry and it's super fun. I'm looking at brick right now. I'm always, you know, it's one of those yeah. things in your life and that's what you do is what you stare at. But, um, and so did that for a while. Um, Ended up going to Okmulgee Tech here in Oklahoma and got a construction management degree. I was living in Stillwater. And so uh, we were partying in high school the whole time. I know everybody in Stillwater. So if I stayed and went to Oklahoma State, I sure as hell wasn't going to Norman. But <laughs> if, uh, if I stayed at Oklahoma State, you know, I was going to be just like all my other buddies and, and be there four years and w- without a degree. Um, so it was a good, it was just a good choice for me so, to go down there and uh, had a really good time, um, really good school down there. Um, if anybody's interested in stuff, you know, I really like Votech. And want to have more of a hands-on deal. Oak Mulgee is great. Um, just us being in Oklahoma. But uh, got out of that and, and several construction jobs over time. Um, ended up back in Stillwater after living in California for a little while, um, doing masonry up there. And, and then construction management later there, too. But um, got back to Stillwater. I've built the Payne County Jail. We built YMCAs. We built a couple of the schools up there for a company called Lambert Construction and uh, worked to be a commercial construction superintendent. Um, married my wife, my wife's uh, associate dean of outreach for the College of Arts and Sciences yeah. up at Oklahoma State. So she's really special. Really cool. Um, and we, kids weren't in the cards. So we never had kids. We kind of just decided trips and toys and we're both really hard workers. And so she kind of does her thing and I, I do mine and we meet in the middle and, and we've been a really good couple. And God bless her for putting up with all my crap and believing in believing in pipe dreams. But you yeah. know that's kind of the next deal is is Cowboy Cup, and I had you know I'd been to Emerald Cup and was just thought it was super cool, and and actually said I said this several times, but we were back in the hotel and I told my buddies, man, if if we'd ever become illegal in Oklahoma, this is what I want to do. Yeah, this is what I want to do, right? And so uh, it 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 happened, and so we did. And so now we're Cowboy Cup. Greg's been with us for a couple of years. He worked himself into a job, started doing, started with the merch booth. So that's a great transition <laughs> to my next question. How long have you two known one another and how did you two meet? Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. We've, we've known each other since high school. So oh, 19, wow. 19, I think we met in 95. Oh, sure. wow. So we've known each other for a long time. Uh, Friends with the whole family, yeah. yeah just, you know. 
Dang, y'all are coming up on 30 years. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. High. That's yeah. really awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Weren't really friends the whole time. I mean, we, we hung out with the same people, so we yeah. were friends. We just, you know, and I remember you coming over 10 years ago to the house, and we jammed out and yeah. stuff. So, you know, Greg was kind of in and out, and Stillwater Boy, we're both Stillwater guys. So. Yeah, we both kind of grew up with different circles of people that intermingled with each other. So, yeah. you know, in a roundabout way, um, we like you said, we didn't really hang out a lot, but we always kind of ran into each other, and we've always been friends. Uh, he was probably better friends with my brother. So, okay, it's like that. My, my younger brother, yeah, because yeah, they went to high school longer yeah, together. She, he actually dated a girl, Micah, that was a really good friend of mine. Yeah. Okay, my, my brother been since did, we were yeah, little kids. So, yeah, that's cool. So just kind of intertwined mm -hmm. throughout growing up. That's cool that you guys are like doing business together. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works uh, good. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he started the started the event in year one. I went and hung out and checked it out. I was there for probably about an hour. <laughs> I wasn't there very the long. One. Yeah. Um, I, you know, just checking it out. I mean, I, I, I again. Did you come it was with AJ. Always, oh, it came with AJ. Yeah, it was always um, probably had something to do with the kids. I coached for a long time and yeah. I was always busy mm -hmm. doing stuff. But, um, but year two, I volunteered to work a shift in his merch tent. Um, that shift ended killed up, it. That shift ended up being two full days, <laughs> <laughs> like twelve hour shifts. Um, but no, we sold we, we sold a lot of merch. And that was turned into five full like months, twelve hour shifts. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I worked myself into a pretty decent uh, position there, though. So. Yeah. Greg yeah. was a Greg was a really easy choice when it came down to it. He's uh, he's been in sales for a long time. He's got a degree in sales and and worked for for several companies, um, big companies, window cut Pella windows, and was working for Solitaire Homes there when when he was doing all that and we'd, we'd had a conversation, you know, about doing that. And I, I couldn't afford him when, when, uh, he went back to, work, went back to work after the cup and they let him go. Cause he, they were like, this guy's doing something else. I can see what the fuck's going yeah. on. They could see it in his eyes. Yeah, I wasn't and so, there anymore. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a choice and it was an easy, it was an easy deal. And so you, we suck it up, but Greg's brought so much value to the cup. He's, He's such a good person, and, you know, people really like talking to him because he's so genuine, you know. Greg's yes. not – when he sells you a booth, he's not trying to feed you a line of shit. He he genuinely wants – you know, I give him the prices. That's what he's got to deal with. But he genuinely genuinely wants to, to, to make sure that you guys have a good time, you know, and we work really hard yeah. to make sure enough people come to make it valuable. But, you know, Greg's, Greg's really good at what he does um, and keeping it all straight for me and just been absolutely invaluable, you know. He – he brings everything to the table that I needed with computer knowledge and sales knowledge and yeah. all that stuff. And if you talk to him for a little while, you'll you'll see it in him too. You know, if you if you get serious about something. I love how you guys balance each other out, and that yeah, you guys sure. tend to work yeah. to good together, which yeah. is you know can be rare. So yeah, it's and we don't, yeah we don't fight. Um, he, he can't really argue with me. It's my company, but I try. <laughs> I, I mean, I really do. I do. <laughs> I do include. You know, I want to include him. He's got great ideas. You know, and we don't yeah. always go with his idea, but we. You know, and we don't always go with mine, but we talk through them. And Greg's really good at being, you know, to come in and and be the, you know, are you sure about this? Let's think about that for a minute. What about this? And I go, oh, Greg, you don't have to worry about that. And he's like, well, you know, I got to bring it up because that's yeah. just kind of what we do. Yeah, and I it's play, really good to, you know, play devil's, devil's I play advocate. devil's advocate a lot, you know, yeah. just yeah. kind of trying to keep the, you know, just all the perspectives of it mm -hmm. in, in sight so That's that we needed. can really work away, work, yeah. work around any kind of issues before we get into anything. Well, yeah. and, you know, with the, with the competition side of things, sorry if I'm getting off topic, with the competition side of things, you know, we've always tried to have this ethical, you know, great competition, but inevitably shit happens. The testing comes in, fails a bunch of people. Ganji comes in, fails a bunch of people, you know. 
but just know that when we're when we're doing all this, that you know we work real hard to do it as perfect as we can. And in an imperfect thing, I'm there. Inevitably, I'm going to make about sixty people happy, and I'm going to make you know right. twice yeah. that unhappy. Um, but we can only do it by going what the judges say, you know, mm-hmm. and that, trying to have an ethical competition that that you know isn't isn't bought. And if you talk to any of my sponsors, you know plenty of them. You know they, they'll all tell you they haven't paid for it. <clears throat> um, and so I don't know, just just trying to trying to be good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So with saying that, you guys have, you've created like the biggest cup in Oklahoma, really. Can you tell us like where that like stemmed from? Like where did the Cowboy Cup like begin? Like what made you feel like you needed to bring that? Yeah. And so there again, um, Wade and everybody that knows Cowboy Cup and knows me and Greg knows Wade, uh, shout out. He's handing out flyers in Tulsa right now. Killing it. I need it. Thank you, Wade. (laughs) If you're listening right now. Shout out, Wade. Shout out, Wade. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, <clears throat> him and another friend of mine, Jason Hall, um, we all we had all lived together in California. And we, we Jason and I had, had since then moved back. Wade was dating um, a, the girl at, who at the time was the vendor coordinator for the Emerald Cup. So you guys have all heard about the Emerald mm-hmm. Cup. Have you been? No. no. Okay. So you, well, you've been to the Cowboy Cup. Same thing. So it was 2016. And so he was going around – you know, we were handing out uh, or hanging up banners or doing whatever grunt work that his, his old lady wanted us to do at the Emerald Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Jason had flown back up there and we were staying. And so you get into that and isn't, you know, somebody that smoked weed my whole life, you you walk into that thing and you're just kind of like, holy shit, you know. And mm-hmm. we saw the cases and they had this giant round case with all these like the best nugs that anybody has ever seen, like tons of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And they've got all the little numbers and they didn't, you know, theirs is blind too. So all they had yeah. was numbers on it. And, uh, so it was just all this weed porn and all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, this is cool. And so we got, you know, and talking to the vendors and getting to know all these people, of course, you know, working there, all the vendors are just handing us handfuls of weed. I mean, I've literally got it just shoved in my, my jacket pockets. (laughs) Like we get back to the hotel and I'm like, do we need a bag? And I'm shaking like Lynn out of it. Um, and so, but it was just one of those neat things to see the community come together and they did the classes and that was so cool. And, and then they had, you know, they had the inside side with all the technologies and all this other ancillary stuff. And then, um, at the time they, you know, it was like Cowboy Cup was for a couple of years, you know, you, it's not, wasn't exactly legal, but you know, it was a lot easier to find somebody that was handing out some pre-rolls or some edibles or whatever it was. And then, and then eventually, um, Emerald Cup ended up, they had dispensaries. You could actually go to the event and, and buy stuff, which I think we ought to have here, but that's a story for another day. Right. Um, but I, we, I just remember getting back, um, to the hotel and just being like, man, that was like that's a cool weed thing that's not a grower. It's it's just, a, you know, in a gold rush, sell shovels, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those kind of ancillary businesses that ties in so well. And it was just neat to see, you know, oh, man, if they win this thing, like they get all this recognition and then their their product goes for more. Like it was just one of those systems that I saw was like, man, that's just a really neat deal. And I was like, man, I, if they ever do this in Oklahoma, which was a pipe dream at the fucking time, 2016, excuse me, we don't cuss on this. Well, show. we do. Oh. You can be yourself. Do. Feel free to express yourself. There was like, and we had no clue that it was coming. Um, and so, so soon, you know, two years later. And I said, man, if this ever happened in Oklahoma, this is what I want to do. And so October came, right? October, October 2018, right? Yeah, October 2018 when 788 passed, and we were all like, what? It passed? Okay. And so I think a lot of us around the state were all with our buddies in a powwow going, bro, what are we doing? We opened a dispensary. <laughs> yeah. You know how to make cash. You know how the hell are we going to make money off this deal? Like, like everybody did, right? $2,500 licenses, we're in. You know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. in, right? So we all had this powwow. 
And I remember sitting down with a friend of mine and we were talking about, you know, doing a grow. And then I, I told him, I was like, man, I got this idea, you know, it's called the Cowboy Cup, you know, and I know it's just a pipe dream, but I, I think that it's a really good thing. Like they're doing this deal at Emerald Cup and, da, 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 and we talked about it there and it didn't really, didn't really pan out. And I, you know, it was a, it's a big investment to, to put, to put something, you know, to put a grow together and I didn't want to put it on my land. Anyway, lots of things. And so we didn't do the didn't do the grow, and a few months later, I was uh, over at my friend David Beers. He was putting in this little, uh, he, he had decided to do a grow store, and so he was putting in a little grow store there in Stillwater, and I've known him, he's, hell, I was getting been getting weed from him forever, God rest his soul, he died a few months back, um, but anyway, or maybe last year, uh, went into his store, and he we had talked about it before, you know, because we're friends and hang out at the bar or whatever, and he was like, hey, man, are you going to start up, start up that cup or what? And I'm like, I think it's a good idea, you know, I think that... I think that we'd be a good fit to, you know, to do it with me and Bobby Kay's marketing background, you know, and my construction and, you know, Dave knowing all this. So we decided to do it. Um, and I went out with a little flyer and tried to sell something that <clears throat> something that had never been and pipe dream, just a promise that I would come through on something, you know, um, was lucky enough to partner up with Carrie, ran into Carrie uh, uh, McBride that runs Tumbleweed. I had I had bid a construction project for him a few I think a year before and I ran into him at Lowe's while I was I had a construction company me and a friend Josh and and I said hey man and it was right around Calf and I'm like dude I got an idea I want to do this you know da, da, da. and Carrie's super busy guy and he's like he's like I like it hit me up after Calf and so that's what I did and we sat down and he's like yeah man and we just made up a deal this is how much I, I could rent the whole thing for I'm like I can rent it for that all right like I can work with this this is cool and so. You know, and without them, it was, you know, I didn't, I'd never thrown an event before. Well, this is a, this is a venue that does it all the time, right? And so to be able to, to have their expertise, you know, it, it really, really helped bring me into, you know, kind of the event space and the ins and outs. And when I had a problem that I didn't foresee, mm -hmm. it was easy to call Carrie because he was like, oh, yeah, I got you, don't worry about it. And it was like, oh, shit, you know, so, but, and yeah. so we did that. And so that's, that's what did it was Emerald Cup. And I, I just, I really wanted to do something good, you know, mm -hmm. for the industry to bring something that was that was valuable and people you know really enjoyed doing so that's awesome that's i think cool. that it's very valuable as I, you can see how far yeah. you've come with it mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah we try it's always cool to hear how people's ideas especially like just in general but specifically surrounding cannabis especially people who aren't touching the product or like growing it or processing or dispensary it's or always creating cool community yeah and you're the creative way you're bringing all of these people together and patients included to like showcase everyone, even the patients. I mean, the yeah. patients are being showcased as well to these sure. brands, you know? Sure, sure. And so it's really cool that you're able to do that in such a creative, <clears throat> unique way. And it's been so valuable to so many different people in Oklahoma. Yeah. And we like, uh, Greg's got plenty of, I want to say two seconds worth of stuff. You know, we try really hard. We're one of the only ones that really get out there all year long and, you know, boots on the ground. And yeah. so that's, it's important to us to, to, you know, for these people spending all this money to be a vendor that we, mm -hmm. that we put people in front of them and we just try to get bigger and bigger every year. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> so for someone who's never been to the Cowboy Cup, what would entice them to come? Can you paint a picture? Give me the sales guy. I want him to talk. Pitch me on Cowboy Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to end up paying him $2,000. <laughs> on the spot here, right? You know, I mean, we, we bring together vendors from all over the nation um you know and you can you can come in there and find anything from someone making bracelets and jewelry up to soil to cannabis to hash to i mean there's people from all over the nation there that do all, all sorts of things and then from oklahoma we get 
you know, we've got the, the biggest competition. We get the most growers, the most processors. We get the big dogs to come out and, and play. So when you're there, you get to see those guys and meet those guys. Um, we put into place things such as like our cannabis uh, cowboy cash this uh, <clears throat> this year where, you know, you can walk around and meet these guys and, and pick up these these cards, these cannabis cash, and take it back to the dispensary. Cowboy and, cash. Oh. Sorry, cowboy cash. Come on, I get my branding right, Greg. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> cowboy cash. Right. So, um, but take that back to the dispensary and and redeem it for very inexpensive products. So. Yeah, we're pennying out. So that's it's, cool. You know, that's one of the big. So things. But you can't right? sell it there, yeah. <clears throat> right. right? And so, yeah. and and you know, we just had this conversation with with Chris. Was in the other day. We had lunch, and he got a. They, those guys got a booth like they always do. And, and I just, you know, OBNDD is cracking down on everything. Everybody, you know, the fees are going up, and they're making money. They got plenty of people to hire, and so, you know, they're. And I think their eyes are on some of these these events, and you know, we're loud enough. I'm sure they've heard of us, um, and so we sure as hell don't want anybody to get in trouble. You know, mm-hmm. so we we've given them an option. We've got best dispensary. It's uh, Chico Sherwood's dispensary right there on 20 15th and Harvard, and we're right there, kind of on that same block at the Exchange Center this year in Tulsa and so Chico basically said bro I, I won't make any money so any of the vendors any of my vendors that want to put product over there give it to Chico you know sell it for nothing you know penny it out to him and he'll penny it out to the patients and so that way the the vendors can give out cards and stuff you can load them all up that's cool jump in a car we've got we're going to run a bus back and forth if you want to wait on really? the bus or if you have a sober driver you can take wow. have somebody take you up there and a penny a card and so now they can hand out pre-rolls but you got to get on the bus that's the that's the yeah, deal but we're, yeah. st- we're it's 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 a way that we can do that and, and offer that to our vendors, you know, and stay safe and all of our, you know, all of our, you know, uh, attendees and stuff to have yeah, a legal yeah. means to, to, to sample product, you know. Yeah. And though, since I said that, they'll probably find a way, no coupons <laughs> or something next year to <laughs> fuck us out of that. But I mean, you're um, going to the now, dispensary as yeah. a right. licensed yeah. patient and yeah. it's like, what more can you ask for? Yep. We're, we're yep. trying, we're doing it. Like yeah. you won't, you can't sell it there. Yep. And everybody thinks there's going to be big lines. We've got, we've got some systems in place. We haven't released that yet. We will in the next couple of weeks, but okay. uh, it'll be easy to get signed up with your product. You'll be online. You put your stuff in, they'll get it ready. Your phone will ding. You go up there and show them your ID, and you'll be able to go get it. So we've really uh, cool. worked hard to simplify that line Very thing, so you're not all sitting up there for an hour while you're somebody putting your, you know, OMA mm-hmm. card in, putting your driver's license in. It'll already all nice. be in there. Nice. So, Hell yeah, that's uh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, thought yeah, that through. So we're yeah. yeah, we're excited about that. That's cool. Uh, what else we got going on, Greg? If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. boom another one right there on the spot twice in a row so i mean we'll have lounges uh cool lounges we're doing um just places to hang out um you know live music obviously we'll have the uh the displays and everything where you can come see the see all the entries Uh, we'll have live music throughout the event and then the end of the event we'd have the award show where we're handing out bubbles and i mean that's always cool to see companies that that are you know best yeah. in, best mm-hmm. in the biz kind of thing it so. really yeah. is cool it's cool yeah. too that like you guys like you said you get the big dogs to come out because not everybody comes out to all of the you guess cups yeah. that people put yeah. on yeah. in oklahoma yeah, no, sure. you sure. know so mm-hmm. it, it is special get, to be like and we don't we get them get the all big dogs. you know we don't get them all but there will be a lot of them out there yeah you know? no that's so really cool so for like someone who's listening that's a patient 
Can you tell us like what separates a cowboy cup? What do you say, think personally from like the other, you know, festivals, award cannabis festivals, festivals that happen in Oklahoma? Well, when I'm talking to vendors, um, a lot of the, a lot of times, I mean, we have a lot of have fun. Have you seen our buckles? <laughs> really our though. Buckles? <laughs> you know, we go to, we go to a lot of, uh, a lot of events and, um, we have a lot of fun at a lot of events, but our, our events are more geared to get people in front of vendors. So the experience from patients to you're, you're walking through, um, you're, you're really getting to meet these guys and you get a lot of one-on-one time, okay. um, versus, um, being a lot of loud music behind you mm-hmm. or things going on that are drawing attention away from the vending side of it. So, mm-hmm. um, for the patient side of it, you get a little bit more attention from the vendors, from the vendor side of it. Um, those patients are basically, uh, funneled into right in front of them and, and, and right. want to get that time with them. So, um, you get a much better, um, conversation between the two. So, yeah. And as competitions go, um, there's a couple of them that are that are great. We always go to Harvest Fest, and I think they do a really good job. And I think their heart's yeah. in the right place too. Yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's there's some that have come and gone, um, and I'm sure they've got their their good sides and their bad sides. Um, we just we work we work really hard to, like I said, keep it as ethical as we can. Um, high Times comes in, and they they and a lot of I'm not saying all of them do this, but High Times comes in, and they they you got to give them a shitload. You give them, you know, two pounds a weed and they turn around and make all these judge packs and sell them for $350 a piece. And if I entered that competition, I'd just go buy me a bunch of judge packs and vote myself the winner. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just one of those things we think, and I'm not saying high times is bad there, you know, yeah. it's, it's marketing is all it is. And it's a great place to market. So I, don't, I really don't mean to trash high times really. Um, but <clears throat> you know, we, our judges are hand selected. We try to get unbiased judges. You know, we try to do a good job of really finding you know the best products in Oklahoma. Um, but you know, more than that, it's a it's a it's a good party at the end of the year to bring the growers to and have yeah. everybody out. And, and like true. Greg said, we've we've got literally live music. I think on two stages. Um, we're at working on one right now. It's almost hundred percent. But we'll have live music on two stages. And we're the 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 move from Tumbleweed to Expo Square presents you know its own unique. Uh, opportunities and challenges, right? Um, we've got a lot more power. It's an Expo Square. It's all set up for it. It's all everything's on paving this year, um, and so it's a lot easier to get around. The bathrooms are bigger. There's a lot of access. Um, a and game so changer. It's a game yeah. changer in a lot of ways. But what you don't have is that really cool ambiance of tumbleweed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do shit, and you walked into tumbleweed, and you're yeah. like, I'm at the Cowboy Cup, because <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah. everything's yeah. all wood, you know. Yeah, and that was one right. of those things, and so. <laughs> That was one of the, the the big challenges this year for for Greg and I and the whole team, my wife and I and and and, and uh, Kelly Searcy and everybody that that works on this with us and we're still working on it is how do you create that welcome to the Cowboy Cup vibe? You know, right when you walk in, um, what is it? We've got it. So now we've got to do some country stuff and we've got to do some stuff. And so, you know, one of the big deals this year was lounges. Like, you know, we want comfortable places for everybody to be able to sit down. Because when you guys go to this event, you're going to walk around for an hour. Your feet are going to be tired. You've talked to everybody. Do You've got to smoke a joint because it's time right. to smoke a joint. I mean, yeah. every what, 45 minutes, time to sit down and smoke a joint. So they have plenty of places to go chill. Like, oh, shit, look at this cool lounge. And we're going to do these inflatable bean bags with this giant balloon wall that's so all cool. cool. Like cool. all these different experiences, right? Um, we're working on a deal with, with Tricome Institute. Um, they're putting on a big thing and, you know, 
another stage and they were talking about, I don't know what all they're doing, but uh, slot car tracks and Oculus VR and like all this crazy stuff. And so it's really a fun place to come out and just, you know, we, we, I've always said this and this is about eight times Greg's heard it, but you know, I think of it like this, we're asking somebody to come out for two days. You know, I, I really would suggest, and anybody that's been goes, yeah, you need to be there for two days, but to, to come out and, and enjoy the two days, you know, and not feel like you were funneled around like cattle and get the hell out of here, you know, right. all welcoming and plenty of places to chill. Like and, excited for the next day and yeah, what it brings. Yeah, yeah. And, and calm people and cool stuff. So we really want to bring the experiences to them. So that's, we do a boot, we do a buckle for best booth and best best experience. Okay, that's where the okay, buckle comes cool. from. Okay, yeah, I didn't and know that. So, the, the, <laughs> so we do best booth buckle and stuff. So, um, you know, that it's, it's just it just goes all into throwing that festival and having that festival atmosphere and, and trying to blend it with an expo atmosphere, like Greg said, not yeah. just. And so I always say this as like, all right, James, James and I uh, with Urbage are kind of working on the music together. And I was like, all right, here's the deal. We're doing, quote unquote, acoustic on the main stage. And then at six o'clock, we add drums, you know, because yeah. I can't yeah. control drums. I can control all the rest of it. You get a yeah. loud drummer. He's tearing the place up. Right? <laughs> And so that's kind of how we do it to try to do that mix because I've had that, you know, year one, it was all, all in one tent and it was live music all weekend. Cause mm-hmm. I, and I mean, it was badass bands. We had people like crazy, but nobody could do any vending because it was, we filled the whole room with music. So yeah. last year we did a, a separate tent, right? <clears throat> um, it was cool. Last it year way. was, I think it took me a solid hour and a half before I made it through the entirety of Cowboy Cup last year. Yeah. And I think last year was Just my first it. like, real time to go to cowboy cup and like actually immerse myself properly in it it might have been my first time i feel like i don't really know i can't remember but it was it took me so long and not in a bad way but there was so much to look at there were so many people to see there were so many tents every two steps you run into somebody you know Mm -hmm. and then just like the way everything was presented took 30 minutes just for me to walk through like how everyone's flower and stuff was laid out so it's so it's such a it's it's a really cool experience to be a part of, especially as a patient. And I mean, I'm in the industry, but I went at the time I went, I went as a patient. And it was so cool to see so many brands that I never knew, so many people I didn't know, but also just how m- much community there is in Oklahoma all gathered in one place because you guys brought those people together, which is really cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So how do you guys, like, with commitment, it can be – this is such a big event. It can be difficult with getting so many brands, you know, in Oklahoma in one place at one time for the end of the year type event if you guys are working throughout the year. So, like, how do you get, like, brands to commit to be like, you know, I know we're in February, but, like, it's in December. So, like, you know, how do you – it's like – I mean, Saba and I have put events on here and there at, like, a way smaller scale and, like, we know what it's like to, you know, try to get people to commit. So how, on the larger scale, like, how do you, how do you do that? Well, our benefit is we, we put on one event a year. And so December 10th this year, I mean, you know, with a little bit of exaggeration, December 15th, um, we're, we're past our event and we're starting on the next event. So, you know, if you can get in the earlier you can get in, I mean, we're advertising all year long. We're do we do Cowboy Cup 12 months a year. Um, whether or not it's one event, um, you know, for two days at the end of the year, yeah. we are marketing for that event for, tw- you know, 12 months. We're going to events all over the place. So uh, and we're handing out handbills, handing out flyers, doing all kind, you know, um, all of our Instagram. So, you know, the earlier you can get in, the the more you're going to gain off of that. Yeah, for sure. that makes so. sense. Get in early so you can grab a spot too. Yeah. Yeah. And, sure. yeah. And, and like I said, it's a 12 month 
deal for us, you know, for one event. Mm-hmm. So. It's pretty big to, like, have a job, like, an occupation where, like, you're working throughout the whole year for, like, one event. For two that, days. Yeah. I know. Like, like, you only work two days a year? It oh, kind of, like, blows no. your mind. But, I yeah. mean, like, obviously you work way more than two well, we, days you know, a year. And I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could. Yeah. And, and I was telling we're doing that. We're doing custom trophies. So you've seen this. They have a tray here that's engraved that we had made for Osco. Um, but we're doing custom engraved uh turquoise inlaid uh, trophy basis and so we do a lot of work stuff like that you know to really give back and so there's a lot of man yeah. hours that just goes into that I feel alone. like you guys like alone. take time yeah. with, I do. like all I do. the it's fine important. details and like yeah. you know even up to like the judges and like the coolers the stuff comes mm-hmm. in and like making everyone feel special along the way and like kind of putting a stamp on it to be like yeah we did this. This is the Cowboy Cup. This is how we run stuff, you know? Yeah. Definitely. So how do you guys go about picking the judges? Because, you know, and people think that, oh, it's, you know, people think whatever. Just not specifically about you guys, but just in general on mm-hmm. judging stuff. And we know how skewed it's been here. What do you, what is the process of picking the judges and how do you guys select people within the community to represent and really judge these brands? Well, first and foremost, uh, quality judges are super important um so you know this year whenever i did the judging selection um and it it takes a long time to do i mean it's not just a hey let's go through this list. Like a job it's, of its own it's yeah. 450 yeah. applicants this year that we had wow. to go through. Wow. we could pick and all our friends but that's not you know yeah. that'd be easy to do right i could find mm-hmm. 10 people i actually 450. we actually didn't pick all? a lot of people this year that had been judges in the past um i had um 80 judges from last year apply and only 30 got selected from the same um, ones from mm-hmm. from that that oh, group wow. out yeah. of the 80 that reapplied um and and really it was more you know not that anyone in particular did a bad job per se um but you know the ones that got picked were already doing the things that we were going to require these people to do this year and mm-hmm. so it wasn't necessarily that they didn't get picked um at, if they weren't the of the you know if they were the 50 that weren't selected initially off the top but we went through those applications, and um, basically, I read every word on every page, 35 pages of applications wow. or something. It was ridiculous. Um, just hand-selecting those judges what, based off of, you know, their past experiences or, um, you know, uh, what, you know, reasonings that they think they could be a judge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was literally... Um, going through and selecting them off of a, a blind list and based off of why they could, said they could be a good judge. So yeah, we, we accept judges and we, we start <clears throat> pretty early in the year. I think we started somewhere in April or May this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody can sign up to do it. Anybody that's got an OMA card. And so, um, we do, we have an online application and it's got some questions and, you know, different things <clears throat> that, that we use uh, to do that. Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. That's awesome. It's really cool. I love the process. I know it's very tedious, but like you weren't just like, all right, here's all the entries. Glad we got them all. You know, like that's because that's like kind of the easy way out, you know. Yeah. 
but it's cool. I like right. that you guys are precise. Well, and that's the other deal. You know, we all of our judges, when, you know, I can almost promise you that there's inevitably going to be one that, you know, doesn't do a good job. It just always mm-hmm. happens. But I don't think this year that that's going to happen at all. I think we're going to get quality judging, full quality judging of all, you know, of all entries from all of them. And, and the beauty of that is, is, you know, we always tell everybody, you guys feel free to call us after the, after the award ceremony. Um, give me, give me a week, please. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, call me, call me in January and let's sit down. I mean, I've gone and sat in, in, you know, conference rooms with, with companies and we really walk through everything and, hours. and getting, yeah, hour. Yeah. And getting, you know, so getting the judges feedback and getting that unbiased, feedback and so we, we we tell all of our judges to me here's the judging deal right everybody's got aroma appearance uh appearance aroma flavor uh some kind of flush or cure or smoothness um and experience uh, but what really does it is 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 the notes right and so you get you get the good notes we can give back and then I tell all the judges it doesn't really matter where your where your baseline is you know where your calibration is in judging if if you tend to judge a little higher if you tend to judge a little lower I suggest start at five you know and then just work everything from there nothing gets a ten in my book I I don't think anything would get a nine point five even the best stuff I've ever seen because right. I ever I say it every year oh my god it's the best we'd ever seen it's not a ten 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 because nothing's ever a ten 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 right yeah. and so to me you know as long as somebody keeps that baseline right it's all it's all an averages game so all the scores average together. And so as long as you're staying in that deal, it's, it's all going to work out okay. So that's kind of what we tell people. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that is like cool. That. So where did the name Cowboy Cup originate from? It might be kind of obvious, but I just want to hear the story. Yeah, it's as obvious as it gets. <laughs> um, There's no story song. Yeah, yeah, you're Bummer. in a car driving back from Tulsa, and you're thinking, you're like, man, what can I call this thing? You know, We're in Oklahoma, Oklahoma baby. Oki Cup. Nobody liked, like, Oki's bad, so nobody, that's not good for nationwide. Um you know, and some different things, uh, and it just kind of came. I live in Stillwater. My wife yeah. works for the state. I go to all the football games. I just had cowboy, cowboy cram, which is one of those things, though. You know, you have to think about it. It was like, is this going to hurt me? Um, I've actually had conversations with Native Americans that were not happy that I called it the Cowboy Cup, and we sure don't want to hurt anybody. And I, mm-hmm. I never thought about that when we did that. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. It got it had a ring to it. Yeah. So and yeah, it's just it sure almost does. too easy, and it yeah. all fits, and it's Oklahoma, and so we do uh, belt buckles for awards, belt buckles, spurs, and uh, bolo ties. And That's so, so cool. Yeah, and this year the grand champion—I don't know if this is even out there—grand champion is a sheriff's badge that's no got way. a big old weed leaf. It's a six, seven-star <laughs> so badge, bro. It's tight. And so we get with Molly's Custom Silver. We've used a couple of companies, and we're sticking with Molly's because they're badass. But we're doing—I mean—they're fully adorned spurs all the way around this year. Everything's literally handmade, you know, wow. in, in Guadalajara and by artisans. And when you see them, no two are alike. I mean, you can you can look at the spurs and go, oh, wow. yeah, there's no way that That's those are cool. the same. Yeah. And even the – so the bolos bef- before were like these little, you know, kind of stamped out uh, – Cowboy Cup logos. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like a buckle, and it's made Sick. by the buckle company. And so they're all hand-engraved, one-off. Very, Every single one has been touched by human hands, and all the bases have been That's touched awesome. by me and Greg and weighed and sanded and loved. And That's stuff. so cool. It's just our way to, you know, you guys, these guys spend all year long loving plants and mm-hmm. working their butts off to, you know, to, to put out a good product. And so we want to do the same thing. You know, we, yeah. we don't want to get – I'm not going to say who it was, Oklahoma Cancer Awards, musicfestival.com. Um <laughs> We went and won best award, thanks guys, or, or I mean best award, best cannabis 
best cannabis event in Oklahoma this year. And I got this little cheap trophy and it said Arizona or something. They'd reused it from somebody. And it's like, dude, seriously. But when you look, there was only like 20 people there. And yeah. like, then they all left and it, everybody was pissed. But, you know, we try to have decent uh, awards, you know, the belt buckle, bro. You yeah. put it on and take it out. It's That's a honestly, gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah. Where are those, like the World Series of I'm like, I didn't even enter. And I'm thinking, how can I win one? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see the bolos this year, dude. You guys are going to I would love like, a bolo. I would so love a bolo. That was the first thing I thought. Cool. I was said bolo. I was like, damn, I'd love to have a bolo that was like cowboy come win yeah. it. I, we've got some with nothing on the back, so that might be doable. Yeah, I, I okay. might be able to like, yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> love to hear it. So we like to ask everyone this question, guys, but what's a stigma surrounding cannabis that you would each like to see changed? What just comes to mind that makes you like roll your eyes or whatever? Yeah. I kind of lean back to <laughs> my daughter, I suppose. Um She's not a big fan of it, and um, you know it, it's a it's a real a real beneficial plant. Mm -hmm. And one of the arguments that we got into was, you know, hey, if if I was wearing a shirt instead of my shirt saying Cowboy Cup and having a cannabis plant, if it said Pfizer or something of that nature, um, would I be celebrated because of the amount of money I made and the job that I did and this and that? Um, whereas whenever I wear a cannabis plant, you know, on my shirt, it kind of has a negative connotation to it. So when um, you're trying was, to do a good thing right you know, from your heart, and that was a stigma that um, it took me a little while to get over with her. My son, he he was young enough when we when I started this that it kind of clicked with him. But she she was kind of it took me a while to get over. It, and I think she's kind of veered off of that a little yeah. bit, kind of understanding a little bit more. But that was one of the things I mean, you know, uh, if you know, if I'm at the football game and I'm wearing a Coors Light shirt because I work for the Coors Company or something, is right. that, you know, that's not negative um, as near as much as a, a cannabis plant that has much more mm -hmm. benefit yeah. to it. So that's a stigma I would like to see change. Yeah, that's good. I think we see it a lot of what <clears throat> I really like seeing more and more in Oklahoma. Um older people getting getting relief from topicals you know mm -hmm. and finding out this topical thing it's always super cool chico um one last year with his pain salve who, which you can get it now it's country cannabis pain salve same same it's really good same, okay uh, awesome but anyway um shout out to those guys it's a great pain salve Brand. and you know terry wait to try it terry's won a couple of years ago and i remember just putting that i had pulled my achilles heel during the cup going up and Oof. down and uh, didn't tear it, just pulled it a little bit, right? And mm -hmm. but that's a that's serious enough. pain. Yeah. So I know that. And I literally put Terry's Terry's pain salve on there, and in minutes, pain went away, and I was good for four or five wow. hours. To Amazing. Start being, yeah, and I mean, over three or four days, that went away, and that's that's the one time because I'm I, I I don't have a lot of aches and pains, but it was one time it actually worked for me, and I was I mean, it just had that moment of wow oh, you know wow. so now i'm like i'm trying to put it on everybody yeah <laughs> hey, come here dad you gotta try this yeah, Mom, Slap you it won't get you stones so come here you know so i'd really like you know it's a it's a it's a good so come here yeah it's Let a get good, my hands on you it's a good gateway product um if you will <laughs> to get yeah. into cannabis and, and, and i just i i I just, I'd like people to have an open mind about it. We all know they've been lying to us, right? It's, there's too much stuff out there, yeah. um, proven, proven different. So mm -hmm. just, I'd like people to take a, take a step back. And if it doesn't work for everybody, it doesn't work for everybody, you know, but don't, don't look down on somebody that does because, yeah. you know, yeah. the government, the, the federal government stigma, you know, let's yeah. not get into that, but God it's forbid. like, yeah. why can't you change this shit? <laughs> but don't to fuck it up when you do you know yeah. what i mean oh god it's scary yeah it's scary what's next with that mm -hmm. so you know I, I think this though i think this so i hope this right now the government's saying whatever if it's illegal right now we're doing it anyway right in oklahoma so let them say whatever they want 
can we just keep doing it the way we're doing it, right? Is that yeah. the way it's going to go? I mean, because right now we're breaking the law, so or breaking federal law, mm-hmm. and they're not doing anything about it. So what are they going to change their laws and then come start? I, just, I don't know. I know. It'd be yeah. interesting to see where we it go. It is interesting. It will for sure. Well, yeah. Well, well, guys, yeah. I think this wraps up today's episode. Thank you both so much for taking time out of your days to be here with us, share about yourselves and the Cowboy Cup and all that you do for our community. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Yeah. For, thanks for having us. Yeah. Of course. Fun. Thanks for sharing your passion, and I hope anyone listening to this will grab a ticket to the Cowboy Cup. Cowboycup.com. And for those you wanting to follow, yes, yeah. you won't regret it. To keep up with them, their journey, everything they're doing with all of their announcements, follow them on Instagram at the Cowboy Cup. Thanks again, guys. And thank, thank you, you to guys. everyone thank tuning you. into today's tomorrow. episode. See y'all next week. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Good vibes. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.